Welcome to the Damn Good Marketing Podcast Season 3. We're asking the big questions this time around. Join us and find out what we're talking about. Sita, you know, I'm such a sucker for nice puri bhaji. I can yeah. live on that like three meals a day, every day of the year. But I just saw this divine image of this piece of puri dunking itself in a bowl of amras. And I just can't get it out of my head. Yeah, mango season is over. Why, why are you putting me through this? I just need to have it now. And uh, luckily, I can just add to cart and I can have it now. Yeah, like because I kind of know where you saw that image because I also saw that image. I ordered it also, by the way, it's on the way. And I have ordered several other products from this really lovely brand called Azul, which is a direct-to-consumer food company, right? And we've had, uh, you know, the opportunity to enjoy their visual language quite a bit. Uh, I've drooled quite a bit over their pancake syrup uh, in the virtual world before drooling in, on it in real life. Uh, and it's only right that we should bring one of the founders uh, onto the Damn Good Marketing podcast and talk to them about making some of those very clear, very crisp, beautiful, frankly, drool-worthy visual decisions so early in the life of a brand, right? Welcome to the Damn Good Marketing podcast. Today we have with us Siddharth Purohit, co-founder at Azol. The website is aazol.in. Guys, first we go order a product while you listen to the podcast. And he's talking to us today about uh, visual design and making decisions around that, which is really big for a for a company that operates in a space where the job is to tempt people to try something. We hope you take away a lot more from this episode as well uh, as we have done. And uh, happy listening. And thank you so much for agreeing to come on today. My pleasure. How complicated is the shoot process usually for a product like this? I wouldn't say it's particularly complicated. We have our partners, Lost and Hungry Studios. We have been working with now for two and a half years. They shoot our products for mm. us. And they started around the time Azol did. <laughs> and yeah. both of us have been growing together as well. Having strategic partners like them who have been part of the whole journey means that at this stage, shoots are relatively uncomplicated affairs because they understand mm. you and them. So as long as you come in with a fairly clear brief, things happen nicely and efficiently. That's interesting. I just realized about a minute before we started that you are a professional diver. Tell her more because that's when I can't find her, she's probably deep underwater. So how long have you been diving for? I dived enthusiastically for the first time ever exactly a decade ago. Got very much bitten by the diving bug. Then over the next few years, dived many locations across the world. Indonesia, Maldives. Oman, Japan, um, many times, the Andamans. And right before I went for my master's program, I decided to do my professional certification and become a dive master. So I went for a little over a month in Okinawa, the southernmost Japanese island. And there I did my professional certification. So became a dive master. The last two, three years, I haven't dived much, I think, 
the activity as a whole is becoming a little too commercial for my liking. But I've still done about, I think, 200-ish dives. Oh, that's interesting. You went all the way up to Dive Master. Yeah. So honestly, that's a dream. Uh, I only got my open water in March. Uh, but yeah, there, there is like a very clear plan in terms of completing Dive Master in the next one and a half year or so. Very cool. Uh, <laughs> I think also because we complement each other in so many ways. And we do two podcasts together and I don't know how to swim. So she comes back from these dives and she's, you know, describing you know, the surreal experience that she's had. And I'm like, okay, I'll go with it. So how the brand caught our attention is we saw a very interesting Instagram ad. It was a video ad of for Amra Space. Um, and what I really liked is uh, the commitment to going the whole distance when it comes to visual communication, right? Even your Instagram page actually is a very refreshing departure from, you know, here's my product, here's another product, here's a third product, here's the shop button versus saying, you know, you can maybe make brownies. You can maybe make, you know, something interesting with this on a Sunday. So I, I really yeah. liked that kind of approach to bringing consumers in. And that's why we really wanted to talk to you about what was that journey like and how were sure. some of these decisions made sure. before you knew that they are good decisions, right? So, sure. yeah, a little bit of maybe context, Siddharth. Have you worked in FMCG or D2C before? I have worked only as a management consultant before mm -hmm. Azol. Professionally, it's pretty much divided into three categories. Conduct analysis on heavy sets of data in Excel, mm -hmm. make attractive presentations, convince people of the relatively simple decisions that you have taken. <laughs> That's about it. That's okay. I did in various capacities for six years. So the short answer is no, there is no D2C, <laughs> okay. no FMCG experience. That much more fascinating, right? Because see, clearly what you're doing, it's working as a consumer, purely looking at it, or even someone in the domain who's seen a lot of brands not be able to achieve maybe the kind of acuity that you've managed to achieve with the brand. And what I understand is that this department is entirely yours, the branding, yes. the marketing, the digital communication. So yes. can you walk us through maybe what was the first two or three decisions you made on that front of oh which you think as good decisions at this point. If I may be allowed to add one more element yeah, to yeah. the text yeah. is, I think anything and everything that I have done from designing brand language has come from being a discerning customer over the years. Yeah. So I'm very house proud. I have stayed alone in our family's old apartment for the last eight years now, since I was 22. All of the furnishings have been done by me. I have a specific taste in fashion as well. So, see, I've always greatly enjoyed aesthetics. Okay, yeah. So to have those sensibilities as a consumer, I think has been very important in... Yeah designing anything from a manufacturer, producer, mallets. Right, right. Uh, were there any brands in India, preferably, that you had kind of looked at and said, okay, this is something I want to do or this is something I don't want to do? Or was it you saying, okay, there are all of these brilliant examples and I'm kind of adding on to that? What was that 
I would say the answer is a bit of both, and I'll detail it out as follows. I thought no one was doing this. Right. For instance, to the idea of having brown paper packaging. Right. Very keen to communicate the earthy element, the rustic element of Azol through it. So had to avoid plastic packaging, even if it meant higher cost. I think in around the pandemic, so I'm talking mid 2020, okay? I think none of us really ventured more than maybe 200, 300 meters yeah. away from homes. I stay in a very nice Japi area <laughs> in Bombay. Uh, and we had open very close by. And it was started by a young gentleman, a friend of a friend. So my friend took me there to the store. And I was really impressed with their visual language, as you called it. And what really spoke to me was the incredible attention to detail. This was something that had been right. to every single spacing, every single line, sentence, word. Right. That used, been very detailed out by someone who had a clear idea as to how it was to look. Right. I also greatly enjoyed Subco's typography. And I was quite captured by that being a way for young people looking to start interesting things in the country that were rooted in our tradition. So young people exploring our own heritage okay. and bringing it out in interesting ways. So that's one brand that did these couple of things to me. Show me that attention to detail element. Show me the regional typography and the nice ways it can be used and cater to the philosophy that I believe. Sure, of course. And uh, speaking of support, I think now seeing Azul in that context, it makes a lot more sense, right? Uh, even the name that you've chosen is not probably a word that a lot of us outside of Maharashtra may be familiar with. Uh, but you've done a good job of explaining it. And I also like that attention to detail which percolates into the actual packaging itself, even of liquid products, right? So I have a bottle of your liquid jaggery. I'm kind of addicted yeah. to it. Uh, but it's a pretty solid bottle, right? And it's not very common for liquid goods to travel very well. As much as I love the ad and I love how things look, if the packaging is damaged or if the bottle is broken, then I'm going to be disappointed. So how do you kind of manage all of these expectations? So the whole company today is divided into two large sections. It's responsible for sales and then an equally hefty, equally robust, equally talented operations team responsible for logistics, responsible for product quality and responsible for any and all self-help group sourcing, which is right now at this nascent stage itself from 70 different self-help groups all across Maharashtra and some really getting products from them, getting them first of all trained to handle it hygienically, to pack the products, to send it, the task. Right. We have a warehouse partner responsible for holding our products safely hygienically mm -hmm. we have 
a logistics partner responsible for getting it across to consumer. There is no doubt that this whole journey is a learning journey. Right. For instance, you might have a lovely robust plastic bottle, but we initially started with glass. Yeah. A fair few bottles broke along the way. There are two elements here. One is, does it get across to Hasita in Bangalore safely? Yeah. The answer is 80% of the time, yes. 20% of the time, we can only hold our hand up in apology, say, Hasita, sorry, forgive us. Sometimes the Indian logistics system is cruelly as <laughs> The second element is, of course, the cost. And not mm -hmm. just the cost of the extra weight, Hasita, but the cost of the protective elements. Mm -hmm. Just drop this plastic bottle in a larger box, send it to you. The glass bottle had to come in its own box, and that ah. box, larger box, and then went to you, significantly increasing our costs. Yes. The only thing you can do is, along the journey, identify pain points as quickly as possible and work towards rectifying them. Which actually brings me to, you know, a lot of food brand founders, especially of food brands that are five years and younger, perhaps, have come out and spoken about being very closely in touch with the consumer. A disappointed consumer will probably go leave a review somewhere rather than even today, right? Despite me knowing that I'll receive a message from the brand on WhatsApp or I might get a call, the likelihood that I'll express my disappointment in very public ways is still very high. Um, Absolutely. How do, you, how do you decide what feedback to address at which point in time? I believe the only thing you can really do is every single communication channel that we as people are used to in our daily lives, you keep open from a brand perspective. Can you write to me on email? Yes. Can you write to me on Instagram? Yes. Can you write to me on WhatsApp? Yes. Can you call me? Yes. Right. So first is open all channels to the consumer. Second, plastered everywhere that you can reach us. Should you have any query, any concern, any hassle whatsoever, reach out. Reach out on WhatsApp, reach out on email, call us. Reach out on Instagram. Many people do. Many people also pass judgment only through reviews. Right. We live and die by reviews. We have to make a significant effort in garnering reviews. One person who's, I would say, 30 to 50% of their job at Hazol is just on calling up customers saying, please get us reviews. Please, did you like the product? Please give us review. Good, bad, ugly, just give us a review. So in that process, every single customer gets called. There are still people who behave extremely vitriolically with the brand. You <laughs> can do nothing but develop a thick skin because some of these comments, despite you being so clear that you are open, so responsive when any query does come in, are frankly unkind and hurtful. Yeah. These you can only ignore. Yeah, for what it's worth, the products are amazing. I'm a very picky eater and I've tried several products and they're all truly, genuinely very nice. And they feel very homegrown, right? But also I sometimes wonder the niche that you've chosen is just that, right? It's a very, very niche segment. You've named yourself, you know, Azul, which is again a reference to a very specific part of the country. 
what does growth look like for you does it mean more products or does it mean more people buying the same products does it mean retention what does that look like for you sure so i think here for every brand and every person it's about defining what success is to them yeah. mother and i both started azol because we wanted to start a social impact organization right right for us azol is not about chasing valuation thus azol is not about becoming a unicorn is not about relentlessly pumping in investor money to grow top line in an unsustainable manner it is not for us we would like azol to sustain itself on internal investment what we have put in of our family money right um therefore profitability is extremely important yeah right uh from i would say day minus 60 or minus 124 months before launch we were extremely 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 clear that cost control has to be extremely tight our, our burn to launch right yeah. the amount of capital that we had spent in order to launch was the same amount as a friend of mine who also started a food company that has just closed down mm-hmm. spent only on his branding project okay yeah on yeah to design his brand language for him the same amount of money it took us to design our whole ecosystem for launch right and that means doing a lot of things on your own and being extremely judicious in both the people you can work with from a partner lens and from who you can hire yeah yeah makes sense right so yeah. tight cost control because we have to achieve profitability mm-hmm. profitability also can only be achieved if we hit a certain scale in terms of sales sales in a month Spite yeah growth 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 but I I can't increase my marketing cost any more than this level. Yeah. I'm here just under under my marketing yeah. budget. I need to bring in 2x the amount of sales that I'm currently doing at this point. Yeah. So that's the goal. I have we have to grow as a company at minimum cost in order to become profitable. If we do that azul become self sustaining yeah are able to pay the team members who have trusted mother and me and come on to this journey and see potential in azul for able to give them the money that they do we are paying our self help groups fair unnegotiated yeah. price and azul is set up for the long term regardless of mine and mother's presence as long as someone sensible is handling the show yeah and if this is achieved that is success plain and simple that goes from there do we start incorporating more self help groups do we further help our current self help group yeah 
we will figure that. Again, the goal there, Harsita, would be, I don't want to help one lady become queen of that area. Yeah, yeah. It is about how do you ensure that money is going to that area for community upliftment. Otherwise, we're not, it's not a social impact project. No, it's about nurturing the business because it's not yet self-sustaining. A large chunk of our attention gets directed towards is the money going to what we targeted doing in the first place. Uh, Apurva, what's really uh, interesting uh, and would you know, love to know more is there are so many important areas that you have been able to focus on kind of equally, right? The, the, the visual language, the quality of the product and the social impact. And on top of all of that, staying profitable or, or being a profitable enterprise. Like if you had to choose like two out of these four, because, you know, how would you go about that? Because I do see some of people who have a great product, but they're just selling on WhatsApp. They've not built that website. They've not done that branding. Um, yeah. In this case, you also have to create that customer education piece, right? Like, listen, this is the story behind us, right? So would you choose or what would be your kind of two bits to someone who's saying, hey, I have so many things I need to look at. How do I do this? I can't say much more than have a capable co-founder. Everything that you said the only thing that was flashing through my mind was, oh, here there was push and pull between mother and me. And we always managed to, in that push and pull, arrive at the right decision. There were several things on the brand front, which she was against. A lot of the lovely images that you see on our Instagram yeah. of the self-help groups that I got shot through at a huge subsidy through an incredibly talented friend of mine who is Bangalore-based photographer there called Samir Mohan, who runs Yoke Studios with his wife. But even at a high subsidy, the cost was scary for us at that stage. So mother against spending such money, lots of discussions followed. Let's not go to all self-help groups, only five. Let's force Samir to shoot both photographs and videos. One is push and pull with a good co-founder who complements you well. I, I think the second thing, Subha, the second answer to your question is, you don't have to necessarily choose only one or two out of those four things. As long as you are extremely strict and disciplined with yourself in the let's say, art of controlling costs, I can't tell you how many good people we have said, you're so right for this position, you're so right for Azul, we would love to work with you. Lost in Hungary, for instance, the, I'm sitting in their office. Back when we started together, there were other, we had sort of, reached out to a whole set of photographers while of course talented a huge part of lost and hungry's appeal at that point of time was that their costs were amongst the lowest so yeah. too with our designer norma who made the entire azul brand language as long as you are uncompromising about controlling costs you can have brand, good packaging, a good set of pe people, all of those 
necessary three four pillars that you spoke of sure you know the discussions you know or your with your co-founder and the vet, it's a huge time investment right vetting so many mm-hmm. photographers interviewing so many people having so many conversations it's worth it because finally it it's serving a very important purpose for you absolutely and so well, you know the sort of the interesting thing that you just said is having the time which i think so many people will claim not to have i believe i have a lot of time i think clarity gives time for instance when we started azol it wasn't clear that we were never going to seek external funding yeah when we made that decision and now we're wedded to the idea internally funded profitable not seeking external funding it frees up so much of mothers and my time because investor presentations nahi banane don't have to think about oh investor ko kya wo dekhte hain ki ltv rate kya hai aur long aur um, returning customers rate kya hai aur top line ka growth kaise hai so then you are trying to orient your journey in the direction of those three data points i have heard from at least two three people that 50% of a founder's time is spent around investment activities so that automatically means that 50% of mother and my time is now cleared up i can think of brand i can think of an app i can think of bettering operations and making sure that 4% return rate comes down to 2% return rate all of the things that will help us achieve that goal of profitability so it's quite interesting because i think a lot of marketing problems that we try to solve or any functional uh, challenges for that matter by then usually we have tried something and that's when we know that you know it's not working and therefore we're probably trying to fix that but really i think what we are hearing from this conversation sidar is that you really need to spend a little bit of time on that level zero and know exactly what you're doing disagree about things hopefully begin to start agreeing about a few things and then kind of start taking some decisions from there and then kind of all the tactics evolve which is very interesting so you know how you said one question i get asked in my consulting engagements yeah, yeah. is when is a good, good time to invest in visual assets right? say for example the co-founder or the founder in question is not a very visually acute person Uh, visual language obviously has a far greater impact than any number of words ever could and that's just Agreed. that's the harsh truth what would be your recommendation to someone who's really starting from that standpoint and trying to still succeed right so if i understand your question correctly my answer would be that there is really no working around the fact that you need that expertise yeah. if you don't possess it yourself and you do not have a co-founder who possesses it or if you don't have a co-founder at all yeah then the only option as far as i see it is getting on a trusted strategic partner who can fulfill that space or that for gap you. for you yeah in a meaningful manner and in an invested manner i think every single strategic partner that i see of ours norma vinayak and lost in hungary i see a certain amount of investment in the whole brand on their side they have committed a part of their heart and soul wow. if i may to this journey and to the azol brand we 
in the beginning gave them extremely clear, tight briefs. That was the requirement on our end. It is a requirement. I think many people give loose briefs or very open to interpretation briefs. Then it's an iterative process. They'll come back with their vision. And post that iterative process, to an extent, also letting go and trusting the vision of your strategic partner. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. And somehow it makes sense, right? Like, because I think what we see is the stick figures and we see a little bit of the... Stick figures is actually the wrong word. It's a very beautiful system using lines and shapes, which are basic. And I could ask you, hey, why that? Why not like a render? But it's really not that at all, right? It's mm-hmm. never finally what appeals. It could be any number of different things which could eventually have kind of achieved the same purpose mm-hmm. yeah yeah what you spoke of is called line art oh okay and i also wasn't aware of line what line art was until right. norma shared this with us yeah and it spoke to us and she was you, you actually in an example beautifully articulated my point which is she gave something that we had no idea and would have never conceptualized <laughs> on our own because we yeah. don't have experience, expertise. I have a little bit of aesthetic ability, not much beyond that. It spoke to us, but it spoke to us and Norma was able to create it because we had shared an extremely clear brief. Yeah, yeah. I knew exactly, I didn't know how it would manifest, but I knew what the pillars of the brand were. When I reached out to Norma and whoever else I did at that stage from a design perspective. Yeah. yeah. And that uh, synergy or the lack thereof is something that constantly plays out in our lives in different contexts, right? Like and when the synergy is there, it, it obviously makes a huge amount of difference uh, to both parties working in the system. Exactly. Yeah. So this is actually a, usually with us, the guest conversations always end up being so much more than we ever prepare for. Like, I, mean, I don't mean in, ter- in terms of time, in terms of how much we are learning from this as well. Right? Like it's no, been yeah. such a, I think, a soothing conversation almost and uh, kind of reinforces a lot of things that we've suspected about the respective businesses we run. Especially, Siddharth, I think your messaging on clarity brings time. I think we are going to be thinking about that for a very long time because I think it's so true more than anything. And uh, we kind of just want to ask you one last thing about kind of future plans for a brand like Azul. Uh, do you see yourselves going on shelves? Absolutely. So we have already, Hasita, over the last few months, been making a concerted push towards retail. Okay. And I was telling Vinayak, the founder of Lost and Hungry, just today, who asked me, oh, how's Azul going? Yeah. And I said, if the expected pace... Oh, if the maximum pace on retail is 100, after building in buffers, we said, okay, expected pace will be 30. Actual (laughs) pace is 3. Sounds very reasonable. (laughs) This is actual pace after you have finally, after months, figured out. Yeah. In the beginning, when you come, you say, I want to be in general trade and modern trade and this and that and the other. What we are... And this is just from a retail perspective, I answer, what we are coalescing around, right? What we are finally coalescing around is that we belong in speciality stores. 
right a finite range of speciality stores which will give us access to premium customers this includes the likes of in bombay nature's basket the signature reliance stores mm-hmm. fashion pick for instance these all are classified under modern trade right and we've tried a lot trust me a lot of dead ends here yeah. a lot of stores that we have entered but then given no dividends we're selling three products a month for instance just complete waste of time there are also a lot of these in fact like these niche super speciality stores which yeah. Like, yeah. We, we are the farmers markets stores ayurveda etc etc consider them to have super speciality very snooty about the products they will put in stops i think sir, most premium customers are discerning not snooty yeah few snooty people will go there but not enough to sustain either them or us right these right. stores you have to avoid the general trade where you won't get premium customers you need to avoid i was just going to ask you how is it that clarity is so you know strong but i get where you're coming from you, yeah i think it's really simple you have to try you have to try intelligently by the way retail there are a lot of upfront costs yeah. and if you said yes to every single opportunity that came we would have spent tens of lakhs on those upfront costs itself and yeah. we would have sunk by now yeah. you have to be judicious in your decision making but you have to try and then you have to evaluate quickly right. and lessons learned have to be implemented fast quickly as well yeah yeah so now in the last i would say maybe as little as two weeks but chalo i'm being gracious and saying last month which is the third big team that we are building at azol along with brand marketing online sales which i handle and operations which mother handles they'll the team that we are building has finally reached that stage where they aren't headlessly chasing multiple opportunities and doing nothing correctly yeah. they are in a focused manner realizing the potential of 20 stores only in bombay bangalore nahi jana abhi delhi nahi jana pune bhi nahi jana bombay mein 20 stores hai figure out what to do from a visibility perspective get your processes right for example are they giving you purchase orders as yeah. simple yeah. as that yeah and being you on time just get the processes right get visibility and make these 20 stores a success and then, then you have a template for yeah yeah and that clarity builds time because now with that clarity they have the time to do things correctly in these 20 stores and once you start doing things correctly no doubt you will get the results the results that you're looking for yeah absolutely this is amazing yeah i think uh the d2c kind of uh, you know brand and exploring the early days of it but i think a lot of what you've discussed today actually applies to any startup you know Absolutely. especially in the early so. days yeah yeah so thank you so much we hope you had a good time uh, with us time it was so lovely meeting both of you <laughs> thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of the damn good marketing podcast We're so glad to have you here. If you enjoyed the episode as much as we enjoyed making it, please hit subscribe, follow, whatever is that big shiny CTA you see on whichever podcast platform you're listening to on right now. It would mean so much to us. See you next time.